our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. Did you wash your hands? Welcome to a special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected the world over, your hosts, Alvin and Edmund, will be joined by medical professionals that will keep you informed, safe, and healthy inside and out. And now, here are your hosts, Alvin and Edmund. All right, all right, all right. How y'all doing? This is Alvin and Edmund here on the Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out. Edmund is on the way. He's running a few minutes late. Um, but I am here, and we're going to get this party started, as always. How y'all doing today? Greg, I don't hear no music. I need to hear some sunshine up in here. Where my little bass? Where my little undertone music? I need I need to, uh, I want to hear some. You don't hear that? Tr- uh-uh. Hey, it's pretty. Yeah, there you go. I was looking for some little camera train or something. I don't know. So you, you didn't say nothing about that. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm good, man. Uh, hate that I'm stuck inside on such a nice day. Is it nice, huh? I mean, you always stuck inside, though, for the most uh, part. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and I know you're getting a little tired of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of feeling a little sorry for you about that. You know, it is really, really nice outside, but get this. I, I got up this morning. I woke up this morning at 3.15, 3.30, and could not go back to bed. So I worked out and everything and just kept and just, and, and I've been up ever since. I, I, didn't, I didn't go back to sleep. So when I leave right. here, I am going to sleep. I, I, got, I got those days, too. Really, that you just wake up in the middle and can't go back yeah. to sleep? Oh, okay. I, maybe that's a, I, it's not an old age thing? No. No, it's not because I'm older than you, so I don't know what it is. Maybe we just have so much adrenaline flowing during the day. We get, we have ideas. We, you know we what? We're, we're you, business Creative. Men, that's what I'm talking creative. about. That, that's exactly. Because really what happened, I did start creating. You're right. That's, that's yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I was, cre- I was in creative mode. That's exactly what happened. Hey, man, how you feeling about the fact that... Uh, Things are looking like they're about to get back to normal. Do you think it's about to get back to normal? Um, I, I'm worried that people are going to, I mean, like, okay, there are a lot of people getting vaccinated. Right. Um, but I feel like some people aren't going to, some people just sitting and waiting mm-hmm. to for things to get back to normal mm-hmm. and not get vaccinated. And when they get into situations to where they, you know, you have to show proof that you've been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. They're going to be all indignant and we're going to see more viral videos in that way. Just like people who were offended or, or put up by having to wear a mask. Right. Like hey, you're, and they had like, you know, the doctor's excuses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which aren't a thing. I, I think, yeah. Yeah. They're going to have doctor's excuses that, Oh, I don't have to get vaccinated yeah, or I'm immune. I'm immune. Yeah. You know, I don't even know why people, I, I have gotten to the point where, I'm good with taking a shot. I mean, there's so many other things that we've already ingested in our body, just let alone talking about a vaccine. So I'm like, y'all, we've had so many stuff. Some of us are not as healthy as you need to be even before the virus even hit. You've eaten every kind of pork chop and every kind of sugar you could possibly eat. You're obese. You're not healthy as you should be. And you worry about taking a vaccine because if you get the virus, it could very well kill you. But you worry about what's in the vaccine. You ain't worry about yeah, what was in that. You, you've seen those those memes where it's like, if you if you drink this, it'll be like water straight from a rusty, dirty hose. <laughs> right, right, right. If you drink water from this, you don't have to worry about the vaccine. You don't have to. <laughs> if you drink in a uh, uh, some, if you go swimming in the Chattahoochee and you ingest any of that water, because people go down there and get in the hooch, 
If you're down there playing in the hooch and you swallowed anything down there, we just going to let you know you've already swallowed some remnants of somebody that died in the hooch that they, they hadn't even found yet. But you worried about what's in the vaccine. I, I don't get that part. Now, if you already one of these people that's a, a germaphobe, I can see you being already on 10 because that's the life you live. But if you've already been out in the wild drinking the water that the animals drink out of too and pee urinating and everything else and you drink the water and you think that ain't something that you should be concerned about. But I don't know. Hey, and I, I'm not trying to make anybody take the shot. I'm just saying think logical about your excuse or your reasoning for not taking it. Don't just say, well, I ain't taking it because I don't know what's in it. At least just say I'm not taking because I don't believe in it. I'll, I'll go with that. Like for me, my head, part of my hesitation has, I haven't taken the shot yet, mm-hmm. uh, but, but my hesitation came from, I don't know how my body's going to react. So you're a little and, fearful of it. And I can't afford to be down a day right now. Mm. Uh, and some people, you know, it'll, it'll put them down for a day or two. Uh, some said, well, my arm was sore for a couple hours and then I was okay. Mm. So every, so the people's reactions have been different to right. it. Right. So let me tell you, when I took it, it took me down for three days, but it was not three sick days. It was like, the, the okay, the first day I had, my arm was sore right after I took the shot a couple hours. Then after that, I started feeling like I had the virus again because I had I was like feeling like, oh, I feel awful. The next then as the day went on and I was eating everything I can get my hands on. I didn't have the um, fever or anything like that. And then I was I could I was sleeping. I slept. I slept so long. I slept Wednesday and then woke up Thursday and didn't know it was Thursday. Didn't realize it was Thursday. So somebody told me about coming to the radio show. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize. But it wasn't. Here's the thing. I couldn't afford to be down like you. You know, you're self-employed. You can't afford that. But I couldn't afford to be sick for two weeks like I was the last time. So I was like, either two days, one day, or two weeks of death. So I'm like, "Eh, the math here, I got to take that. Let me just see if I can fight through the day or two at most. But if I don't take it and something happened, I get sick like I was the last time. I, can't, I thought I couldn't afford to be off two weeks, but apparently I could. So I was off for two weeks and couldn't do anything. Couldn't go out the house, anything. So if you're thinking about the mathematics that we can't afford to be down one day, one versus 14 is a little more to think about. So you, if that's the rationale behind it, so I would think about that. But it's well, now that I took the first one, and um, I think when you whichever one gives you the problem, the second one won't. It's what I'm understanding. Basically, what been, everybody else has been saying, like when I had the first one, it, did, it gave me problems, so the, I don't expect to have a problem from the second one. I really, really, really don't expect to have a problem from the second one. And I'm ready to take I'm so ready to take this second one. I don't know what to do because I'm ready to get me some, t- just go places and do stuff, you know, so I can just be over. Hey, what's going you on? You ready to get out there and travel again? I'm already traveling. Hello to the people one. out there. What's going on? Don't come here and act like you've been sitting <laughs> at the desk all along. <laughs> Y'all. What up? The star of the what show up? has just arrived. What up? What, no, the star was already here. We had to roll out the carpet, wait for you to come. You the star. In and I everything. just, I just arrived. I just Lord had to, knows. I had to do something. It was a fashion emergency that I had to take care of. So I cleaned the house while you was coming. I in. smell it in here, smelling mm-hmm. all cloroxy and mm-hmm. and, and disinfected yeah, and yeah, all that I good stuff. Up, good, you know, good. The help did everything need to be done. Well, you know, I play the role of the help too when it's time for me to be the help, the janitor, and everything else. I take the trash out. I clean it. It ain't because you're late. It ain't because I'm late. Do I, what? What level do I need to be on? Do I need to tone it up or tone it down? Should I get on zero my, or one thousand? Because I, I can take I it all the way down. And I can bring it all the way up. Well, we can handle whatever you bring. But I'm just letting you know, bring it on time. How about that? Oh, I like that. You like that? I like <laughs> whatever that. you bring, we ready for no, this. No, don't bring, bring it, on, it time. on time. Be be early. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Shots fired. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Somebody told me today 
Uh, who is somebody? Who is somebody? That's all you gonna get. <laughs> Told me today's like I love hearing you and Edmund on the show. Like y'all really? I was like, that's what I said. Really? Here you go with all this spray. Give me a little bit. No, uh, come on, don't act like they're Folks talk about your product, <laughs> and then they want they want to hold it in. Tell me they want some what is, some hand sanitizer. What is this right here? Your hands should already be clean because you did all this cleaning. But I thought that was Clorox something different right there. No, well, I don't know. If I, no, I don't like that one. Okay, you got another. That's one. unscented. That one's unscented. We'll, uh, we'll get you on with this. Okay, yeah, please do. Uh, we got a good show today. Okay. Dr. Cool. Hines, you know, I think they go out. So I told the people I would stream, I would go live today. I'm going to go live a little bit for my for my fans. I did face uh, Instagram live. Okay. And they loved it. So I'm going to do a little bit. Dope, just dope, get a pop a little bit. Get the people what they want. But uh, anyway, so we got a great show today. Dr. Hines is going to call in. I think Dr. Sewell may be calling in. Dr. Alexander not coming in, calling in, I don't think. But okay. I did see him yesterday. He came by the, came okay. the studio yesterday. How's yeah. he doing? Great. Good. Look like he he's just doing he was perfect. out there in that sun. You know, he was out there in the sun. Yeah, yeah, okay. he 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 was, and that's right. exactly what he said. Okay, okay. So um, I had uh, my kids' cooking show yesterday. I had so much fun. But when I tell you, I'm, I just told Greg I woke up this morning at three thirty. Okay. I have not been back to sleep. I have been going, that's going, how you going. Do it. No, that's that how is you not do it. how you do it. It is not healthy. <laughs> you see me hyping you up, right? Yeah, that's yeah, how you that, do that, it. Because uh, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a many nights that that happens that to me. That is not of God. I need to get me some rest. You know why I had okay. So what happened was I, I had um, so much yesterday was going on. I was so excited by yesterday until when I got home, I fell straight asleep. The and excitement I, kept you going. It was adrenaline, right? I was yeah. And then I I, I like the vegan like, power cap with yeah, the with the shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah dope, yeah, yeah, dope. Yeah. All right. So I fell asleep. So how many people ask you when they see that? Oh, are you a vegan? Somebody said, and I <laughs> and I tell them I say yeah I am because some people don't understand what they people get don't have to. Uh, understanding what a vegan is. Some people say, well, are you a vegan and you eat fish? That's because they don't understand it between a vegan and a, a vegetarian. So I, mm. I, I don't have a problem when they ask me the question. Dr. Alexander just said he's going to call. All right, Dr. Well, Alexander. let me see what he just said. Let me just make yeah, sure check I got this first, right. Because you put See, he didn't. I, no, I saw the text message. He said, right. uh, he said he's calling now. Dr. Alexander said he's calling now. So okay. uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe he's he's calling in a second. But Dr. Alexander is going to call in in a minute. But anyway, we'll get this party started. Uh we're going to start off with our Black National Anthem. Lift every one of the voices up and sing High as the Rising Sun. Including you know. me. I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing it. No, no. Let's go ahead. No. All right, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. On the real 1100. <laughs>
Just for Pets Wellness Center, our expert veterinary team provides personal, professional, and compassionate services to your beloved pets. You can rely on us for pet wellness exams, medical care and treatments, dentistry, and surgical care. We provide a clean, safe, and caring environment for dogs, cats, and pocket pets with exceptional care, always the standard. We're doggone good and the cat's meow. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. How y'all doing? We back, we back. This is Alvin and Edmund. All right. I just told, uh, I, I told Greg, he said he tired of being in this indoors and not enjoying the sunshine. Okay. So, you know, we, we're going to bring Are you, you you trying to get outdoors in the sunshine? I mean, by the time I get off work, the, the sun is down. So so what time do you come in? I came in today at like 6.30. A.M.? You be here all, all day like that, bro? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then no, bro, when we step outside and when we take our little breaks, just come out there with us in the sun. We be out there for a minute. Getting we a be out there long enough to get in our car Yeah, you can home. come out there and like, you can chill with us or you can be on your own. But I mean, the sun is home, out go, there. I'm, like, I'm, it's, I'm it's, going home and go to sleep. It has its schedule. Like, you got to get on its schedule. Like Come if you're on, trying got, to get some of that sunlight, for real. We got Doctor Doctor Elizabeth on the Doc. You well, you know floor. Doc loves sunshine anyway. So what, what's going on, Doc? How are you doing today? <laughs> Man, I'm doing well, doing well. I got a little of that sunshine today myself. So, you got uh, some yesterday too. You know, I don't neglect that. That's mm-hmm. for sure. No, you don't play. You don't play with that. And I used to hear old folks say that back yeah. in the day about some people don't care if the sun come up or not. But it, I do. I care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people now should be uh, really thinking about okay now that things are opening back up um you had a lot of time to try and think about you know where your life is going and and you had some time to reflect hopefully people have done that and and now they can start to say you know what what's going to be this new chapter what am i going to do with the next part of my life say and, that doc say and, that and part of that should be really you know um yeah we all want to make money and that kind of stuff but what good is all the money if you don't have help yeah yeah you know you got to be able to to enjoy it so so I want to speak to some of the men today because, you know, African-American men have a tendency to um, think that they're superhuman mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and they don't really take care of themselves. Now, you know, it's interesting. They've done some focus groups where they really talk to, to some black males and they ask them, you know, why don't they go to the uh, physician? Mm. And, and, and these focus groups are good in a, in a way, but sometimes... They need to ask the right questions. But anyway, what the focus groups found out was this. They said, you know what? They said that they, they don't seek out the advice of physicians because they feel that the doctors are coming up short on advising them on how to change to a healthy lifestyle. Mm. Now, that sounds kind of crazy to me. They said, but, but here was the caveat. They said, without sacrificing <laughs> time with their family. Now, I, I don't know. You know, I've been in, in practice for 30 years, and, and when I sit down, I mean, I have really tried to have some serious discussions with with a lot of the black men that come in there, and a lot of times they come in because they're forced to buy their better half or somebody else in the family, and 
you know, they still don't follow a lot of the recommendations. Mm, okay. uh, and that's for eating better, exercising more, and, and of course, weight loss. So I think that there's something else going on that they're just not being honest about. You know, if you ask the question a certain way, you're going to get a certain answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> go ahead. Talk to me. Why do you think they, why do you, what do you think they're not being honest about? You want to tell us what you think it is? Who, Doc? Yeah, I think yeah. that, I think that they, um, they don't really want to make the lifestyle change. You know, I mean, how many people have you talked to, Alvin, about, you know, how you've changed your diet and that kind of thing? And people just say, well, you know, man, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and not only that, they won't even meet you somewhere in between. So, you know, yeah. I know that you um, have that vegetarian lifestyle and you lean towards that. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm one that says, well, I don't believe totally in vegetarianism, but I believe in probably, you know, out of a month that you, could, you should probably have at least 20 or more days eating more vegetables and less meat, you know, so I'm very close to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, brothers won't even say, well, you know what, I'll have one or two days a week where I just eat vegetables. You know, I eat vegetables or beans or so, something that doesn't have a pure meat substance in it. Right. Um, and so when they say, you know, without sacrificing time with family, I don't think they're being completely honest. It's, it's, it's without sacrificing at all. And, you're not going to get good health if you don't make some changes. And some of those changes, I hate to think of it as a sacrifice because I don't feel that, you know, um, I'm sacrificing everything, you know, to, to, to eat better. Um, but I do have to, to make some kind of commitment to make a change. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, you can't expect a good change. So, you know, one of the things I'm really concerned about is that a lot of people said they gained a lot of weight over the time that COVID was. You know, they started snacking more. They had less activities. A lot of people gained a lot of weight. And I want folks to know, and I want especially my black males to know, that obesity is now a disease. It is not something that's just an aside. It is just like you have high blood pressure, diabetes, um, cancer, whatever. It is now listed as one of the diseases, just like hypertension, all those things. It is a disease. And the reason it's a disease is because it brings so many things with it. And if we don't start to address our weight, and basically it's a what they call a BMI, um, how much fat you have compared to the amount of weight that you are and your height. And anything over a level 25 is considered to be overweight, 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. They, they do this little calculation. If you're at 25 to 30, you're overweight. Anything over 30, you are considered to be obese. Now, people don't like to use that term anymore. They're, they're trying to find nicer uh, <laughs> terms than obesity. Matter of fact, they don't want their doctors using obesity, and I don't understand this. You know, you know, if you have cancer, we say it's cancer. But if you're, if you're fat and overweight, they don't want me to say it's obese. They want me to call it something else. They want to be nice about it. Look, there's no time to be nice about your health. You cannot negotiate with me something that, is, that God put here. That's, that's, it's either you do the right things, you don't do the right thing, but yet you want to come into my office and negotiate with me as if I can really change your status with your negotiations. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's just kind of crazy. So the things that, that um, we have to start doing is, one, at a very early age, we have to start getting our young men to start thinking about, you know, doing regular physicals and checkups, okay? Right. Um, just to know what your numbers are, to get a baseline. You know, you want to know what your cholesterol is. Everybody, you know, I've even seen some five-year-olds with cholesterols that were over 300. Cholesterol should be somewhere around 100. If you see a, a five-year-old wow. with a cholesterol over 300, you say, well, how could that be? Well, what's some of the first foods that you put in their hands? 
You know, yeah. they call them finger foods, right? right. What's the biggest finger food that people want to put into a child's hand? The one that advertises the most them toys and stuff. Right. Frosted McDonald's. flakes and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Well, think about it. Mm-hmm. If you if, if they have preservatives in the food, it's not only preserving the food, but could it not be also preserving things that are inside of you? Mm. So, so like your vessels should be very what we call uh, compliant. They they move. They move in and out. Well, when you preserve something, it becomes stiff. And now we're starting to see young people with high blood pressure. I'm seeing more and more athletes. When we do these pre-athletic physicals. We have high blood pressure in their teens. Could it be that these foods that we're eating that have all these preservatives are now preserving your insides at a point where the body is not as fluid as it used to be, and now it's becoming stiff inside, though you still look youthful outside? Hmm. I'm seeing more and more young people with gastrointestinal problems. They get indigestion. They're getting this thing called leaky gut syndrome. We're not going to speak about that today. It's a whole other conversation. But a lot of them will tell you that, you know what, I'm kind of constipated. I haven't had a bowel movement in two days. Or my bowels are slow, you know. And so these are all signs that the body is not at ease with itself, that it's fighting. It's fighting mm-hmm. what you're putting in there. So you got the obesity going on. You got the first signs of hypertension. You got the indigestion, constipation. What's next? Well, it's going to be diabetes. Right. You're going to get high blood pressure for sure. Okay, you get hyperlipidemia, you get the cholesterol. And what is something that is very, very vital to most men to what they consider to be part of their manhood is getting good penile erections. And I'm seeing in their 20s, starting around 25 to 27, I have had within the last four years, five males. And I don't have a huge practice, but I've had five males come into my office who are having erectile dysfunction. That is unheard of. What is a young man doing and he can't maintain or get a spontaneous erection when he sees, you know, that woman that excites him? There is something wrong. Even that that organ, which the the penis is is an artery, is starting to get clogged up. it, It depends on blood flow. So the same thing that blocks up your arteries when you're getting high blood pressure, when you get erectile dysfunction, you need to think it might be the first sign that I'm getting cardiovascular disease. So, Doc, let me ask you, um, isn't, isn't smoke have a lot to do with uh, 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 affect the uh, blood flow as well? Did you say smoking? Yeah, like even smoking marijuana. Absolutely. Smoking. Um, I don't know about, well, marijuana at a very, we're, we're seeing that marijuana, if it's, if it's abused and, and people are smoking at a high level, that can do it as well. Um, guys are finding out that after a while they're smoking a lot of herb all the time mm. that they're starting to see that their erections are not as dependable. Mm-hmm. But but also, even more importantly, is the liver. Because the liver, um, when you drink alcohol, all right, the liver is starting to get affected and it needs to detoxify the body. And so mm-hmm. if you drink a lot of alcohol, when you take in certain substances, pesticides, fertilizers um, that are that are toxic, uh, toxic compounds that are in foods when they're, when they're processing all these processed foods, the liver can't get rid of them. And that stuff is starting to back up in your system and it's causing a lot of disease as well. So we're seeing people like, you know, men between 35 and 45, they are starting to get some of the long-term effects of poor dietary habits. 
We're starting to see it younger, too. Like I said, we're seeing erectile dysfunction, high blood pressure in the 18 and 25-year-olds. But we're now starting to see even more. We're starting to see some kidney disease. We're even starting to see some strokes in guys that are right around 40, 38, 39, 40. I've seen it with my own eyes, you know, besides the high blood pressure and the diabetes. You know, a lot more stress. You know, they can't deal with stressful situations right. because the body's not in balance, you know. And then when you start to look at 50, you start looking for the cancers. You start seeing the strokes. Mm-hmm. You start seeing the guys that are now, you know, getting ready to get on dialysis or kidney disease. You start seeing liver disease, people checking out. Um, uh, between 50 and 60, you're seeing more and more people with liver disease um, from drinking too much alcohol. Uh, we're seeing neurological problems, you know, uh, what do they call that? Um, um Oh, 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 oh. Um, you see it more and more and more. I, I can't think of it right neuropathy? now. It's not neuropathy, is it? That's not the same um, thing. Well, neuropathies and stuff kind of come from your diabetes and whatnot. But with, right. um, there's another one that's, is the brain. Um, multiple sclerosis, mm-hmm. MS. We're seeing more and more cases of multiple sclerosis, and we're trying to figure out why is this on the increase, these neurological problems. got to be associated with, with uh, this leaky gut syndrome where you get these proteins that kind of come into the system and it gets into your bloodstream, but it has to be. This is also occurring because we're destroying the lining of the gut with all these things that we're taking in. Right. And so it is vitally important that, that men not shy away from the physician because they're not going to give you the good news that you want. You want to go there to get the news that you need, not the news that you want, right. but the news that you need to be healthy, to stay here, to be vibrant, to um, still be um, that, that good mate to, um, you know, your, the person that you love so that you can still have the type of intimacy that you want. But more importantly, they don't have to be wiping your behind in the future because you don't have a stroke or a heart attack um, or you're debilitated because of the disease, because of the things that you refuse to change. So use your doctor to get information. And then there's enough information on the web to expand on it more. So if you don't like the fact that you're going on a lot of medications and stuff, you may have to do that temporarily. But there may be some things that you can do to get off those medications if you're willing to make some good changes for yourself. And that's what I want to stress to the brothers today is don't think of your doctor as being adversarial. Right. But as somebody who has information that they have studied for many, 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 many years, and they're going to give that information to you. You want somebody going to give it to you straight. You don't want somebody going to lie to you and just kind of sugarcoat it. Right. You want to give it to you straight so you can make a good decision. But if you never go, you will never, never know. get the information. Don't go, you never you don't don't go, you'll never know. Or well, right. and you gotta get those prostate checks. Like they're trying to convince you that, you know, getting your prostate checked somewhere around fifty. No. I know too many men, African American men who have gotten their prostate gotten prostate cancer, uh, anywhere from thirty five to thirty eight, thirty nine years of age. And when you get at that level, it is very, very aggressive and it's dangerous. If you are doing your screenings, then you can catch this thing, and it's not dangerous. matter of fact, I was just outside talking with my neighbors. He, two of his sons, and his brother all had prostate cancer at at earlier ages. Um, He's 80. He'll be 84 this year. It's been 16, 17 years since he was treated, and he has not had a recurrence of his prostate cancer. So prostate cancer is not something that is a death sentence if you catch it early. It is something that you can uh, control and treat. So, um, gentlemen, you got to be checked. And if your doctor will not check you because he says you're too young at 35, it's not an expensive test. 
pay for it. It's a blood test, simple t- blood test, and they do a digital exam. They can go in there and check your prostate, make sure it's not hard, there's no nodules, and it's not expensive. It's less than some of these meals that you go out and pay for, you know, with a, with a young lady, and you go into the movies. It's less than that. Pay the money. Mm. Awesome, Doc. We thank you for that information and uh, making it comfortable to have that conversation. And as doctors like yourself that are probably a lot of these people need to hear from and just see and hear a different perspective. So we definitely appreciate and want to hear more of that information that you want to bring to the table and just enlighten us and, and let us know this information and that is out there. Because this isn't necessarily a, a, a topic of conversation or even just the whole health element yeah. that is like it's not necessarily in fashion like now. You know what I'm saying? Like there are a lot of people <laughs> yeah. that are are, you know, changing their lifestyle and eating healthier and eating better and exercising. And, you know, but if if the masses don't necessarily see that and see people that are interested in that culture and that life and that, you know, pop culture world or whatever world it is that you pay close attention to, then it's not something that's brought up in conversation. Then a lot of times people just really don't, you know, I guess acknowledge it. But like you say, bringing that to the table and, and speaking on that and, and pushing that, let that be a factor that you push heavily, Doc. We appreciate you. All righty. Well, good talking to you guys. Well. Um, you keep doing what you do. Love you guys, you know, and I, I really appreciate the platform that you have. I tell you that every week because it's so important that we start to impart and get good information out there. Now that we're starting to, you know, loosen up a little bit on COVID, right. COVID's not gone, people. Just don't, nope. don't, don't believe it's that. Not it's not gone. Okay. But, um, Let's, uh, you know, let's, let's, think, let's talk about some other things, too, you know, as far as health is concerned. Cool. All right, Doc. Thank, Thank you, Doc. so much. Appreciate you. All right, y'all. That was Dr. Alexander giving it to you straight. Uh, fellas, please take heed. Go get yourself checked out. Um, he, br- he brought up a, a great point in regards to, like, you know, a lot of times people don't necessarily go to the doctor, to a physician, or whatever, until they actually have to. Right. Uh, I, I think there's many reasons why you know you would really just have to ask you know a lot of people what is their reason or logic behind not going or whatever but um but is a reason good enough not what, what could be a justifiable reason for you not going to get yourself checked out whatever the reason is, is it justifiable though to think? that person to each individual it may be you know the, I, only they can tell you whether it is or it isn't right but i mean i mean i, I know they have the options that i feel is justifiable but i'm talking about like common sense justifiable to say well i don't go to the doctor because i just don't see the purpose that may be justifiable, but it's not a common sense That may not be their, their response, though. You saying that, but no, theirs may be totally different. It could be financial. It could be um, they've had a bad interaction with some type of medical situation prior to. It could be they already have a lot of stress going on with their family and their, their kids and wife, husband, whatever the situation it is. You know, they may prioritize that on a level of let me just do what I need to do before I go handle me. And see, a lot of times when you take on that world and you know you're not as as much a priority as if you're not you know have someone else another life that you got to take care of financially or or whatever fashion that's why i was saying that so it just it depends on where it's coming from who it's coming from and this is a topic of conversation that we need to bring to that show as well we're working on okay so listen y'all now edmund was the nice one the voice of reason y'all need to get to the doctor whatever your reason is you need to think about the fact that you're going you your family has to take care of you if you don't get the situation no i agree i I agree no 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 i was just see i gave the perspective of a possibility but my thing is yeah definitely get to 
Take care of yourself. We got Obamacare. They got some money. They can go to the doctor. <laughs> well, even even with that, okay, prime example, you go to the doctor and then what? The doctor, if you have a doctor that is not able to translate the information that you need the way you need it to and have that conversation the way the doc was really open a second ago and you can go back and forth and even understand what they're saying, then you just went to the doctor and they told you, here, take this pill. You don't know what it's for or whatever. All you know is every morning you're supposed to take this pill or whatever it is. I mean, you can't go in there and tell them about my stuff ain't working like it's supposed to. Some people may not necessarily feel comfortable telling them that but doc i mean listen find you a physician a doctor whatever that you're comfortable with and you can communicate whatever because like your barber that's the person that you need to be able to tell any and everything to. isn't like you, you should be able to tell any doctor if you have those issues right though. you shouldn't because well, how, the, how, the doctors have heard it all Right. When you when you not almost, if not almost <laughs> well, you the one giving them an out. Um, I like to, to speak from different perspectives of possibility. And if ain't it no comes to my mind that, that of that, no, then that I, no I'll say that. But no, I, I totally agree with what you you're listen, saying. Listen, y'all, if, if, if you're having a hard time talking to your doctor, then show some sign language to do something. Because see, listen, at the barbershop, that was a place... But then he, but he can't. Barbershop can't do them. Cut your hair. He can't do you nothing for no medicine. If it's just a conversation. No, like no, 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 no. Nope. Back it up. You got some doctors if, at the barbershop. I was just about to say, if Doc is sitting in the barbershop mm-hmm. and that topic of conversation comes up, and Doc is a professional with over thirty years of experience, and he addresses what this man now here is telling him what to do or not to do, who is clearly not a doctor, mm-hmm. then you just got the, the the information from the horse's mouth, just the okay, way he did I it for the you listeners. What, I tell you what. I tell you what. We got Dr. Hines on the line right now, and we're going to ask her how she handled when she's sitting in the beauty shop when the women be like they scared to go to the doctor. So, uh, doc- I want to know what you all are talking about. I'm like, I have stepped into a heated conversation now. <laughs> I'm gonna tell, doc, I'm going to tell you what it is. Hey, Doc. Hello, hey, how you doing? <laughs> how are you doing today? Doc, look, let me tell you. So, you know, my co-host really is such a great balance for me. If, I'm just going to give him that little taste of credit. But... So what we were talking about, we talked to Dr. Alexander about, uh, you know, uh, different about men going to the doctor to get checked on and getting their checks up, check up and prostate cancer, not waiting till you 50 to get a checkup, do it earlier because he's seen young, younger guys having prostate cancer more at an earlier age. Mm And he started talking about erectile dysfunction, how that's getting to be a thing now in younger, younger males than it used to be. So yeah. my, my so he was just saying that they need to just go ahead and get themselves checked out. So my co-host says the reason why some men may not go is because they may have other op- other reasons why they may not go. May they may may not be going. They have other reasons why they just simply just don't want to go. And I'm like, such what? As? Oh, such as well, let me let me let me clarify before he put words into my mouth. Oh, I specifically gave a different <laughs> perspective, and I said, you know, let's take in consideration the husband who has a wife and a family and they are his yeah. priority and financially right now they're barely holding on on what they're doing and his health I get it is of importance but prioritizing what the family needs versus him going and spending money at the doctor at that particular time whether it be health insurance or whatever that they lack or don't have may be a reason that they may possibly not go. I'm just saying from that perspective versus just you know putting everybody in one category and saying okay you just don't want to go to the doctor just because. That was just a so, scenario. So yeah, so I, I can I can piggyback off of that and, and there definitely are for as many people as there are, there are reasons. that many reasons as to why they don't go to the doctor. Right. Um and and financial you know, the financial reasons are are real and uh, happen a lot more often than you think, but um, a lot of people don't do that next step in terms of researching where they might be able to get free care right. or reduced cost care. 
So it is not enough to say, you know, we have these very real financial obligations that limit us from doing X, Y, Z, and therefore I'm not going to do anything. Right. Because, um, you know, that can be very, very dangerous because you have to consider that, you know, that, I don't know, 40 or $50 that you may spend at the doctor is weigh that up against the, the loss of income and the loss of you if you have something serious and you die. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, you have to weigh the cost of your inaction. Um, you know, and of course, what we don't want is for someone to not take action. And we know, particularly in the African-American community, that when we show up to the doctor or when we show up in the emergency room, most of the time we have very advanced disease. We have, um, you know, and it, and it may be advanced to the point where it's fatal, mm-hmm. you know, um, because we are not taking advantage of accessing health care in those earlier stages. Right. And we are not taking advantage of those preventative measures that may, um, I'm sorry, that may, um, you know, that may identify some issues early on before we get to the point of having erectile dysfunction, right? Right. Um, you know, just as an example, and, and I love to use that example when I am talking to men. Um, you know, first of all, being a female and having a male come to me, sometimes they are very uncomfortable to talk about male issues, um, but I tell them not to look at me as a woman, to look at me as a female, uh, excuse me, as a physician, Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, just say whatever it is. Right. And, you know, I get very, very granular with my patients and, and speak to them um, in ways that may be a little bit shocking, um, you know, because I will tell my men, like, if you enjoy adult activities, you might want to get this taken care of. <laughs> because if you don't, yeah. it, your, your, your friend is not going to work anymore. And, and, that gets the, and that gets a lot of people's attention because, you know, this is going to be a thing that, you know, if you have unchecked cholesterol, if you have unchecked diabetes, unchecked high blood pressure, that is going to be where you may see that show up, you know, as erectile dysfunction. And, and you know, Doc, for me, and, and, and I know this doesn't apply to everybody, but whenever there's something that you need to do and then you come up with a reason why you are not going to do but you don't make an effort to find out another option to get it done, especially if it's something you need to get done, then to me, that's just another, that's just an excuse. I mean, if you, okay, I may not, I may, I'm, I might not like going to the doctor. Like I don't, I'm not like, for instance, if, if I have a problem going to the doctor because I don't have the, the money to go to the doctor, but I know I'm having some problems, but I say I'm not going to go because I can't afford to go, but I'm having an issue. Okay. Have you even went to ask anybody if they could financially help you? Is there any other option? Because if I don't go, it's going to prolong the situation. Like I have a buddy now that's dealing with stage four cancer. He, now, in his case, he goes to the doctor all the time. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know until he went to the doctor just last week and found out right. that he's dealing with stage four cancer. But it wasn't because he hadn't been going to the doctor, getting his checkup and all those kind of things. That was that situ- whatever he was dealing with was just very, very aggressive, and within a yeah. short period of time, was there one was not there one minute, and now there the next, exactly. and there That's and really, now. really doing a whole lot. Yeah, that does happen too. Um, you know, but there, there is, you know, there are a lot of of, of things that we have to take into account, um, particularly when we're dealing with African Americans and African American men. Um, you know, there is the mistrust of the medical system that's there. 
Um, you know, and I'm not saying that that should stop you, but that's just a factor. There is the financial factor. But then the most, the most, the largest factor, in my opinion, is the fear. Mm-hmm. Because you are, when you come to the doctor, you are taking the chance that I am going to tell you something that you didn't want to hear. That's true. Or something that you didn't want to face. And you think that if you don't go, nobody will tell you. You know, I meet a lot of people who tell me they don't have any health problems at all. And and the reason they don't have any health problems is because they have not seen a doctor. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. So because nobody ever told them that there was something wrong. They have in their mind that I am perfectly fine, right. but yet you are in the emergency room and I'm finding all kinds of things wrong. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so we really have to um, gently encourage our, our men folk and, you know, not just men. You know, there are some ladies that are doing that as well um, to to face the fear. Because it may be a thing of, you know, like I talked, I don't know, a couple shows ago on my show, um, I shared a personal experience that, you know, of having to have a repeat mammogram. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is scary. And, you know, when the radiologist pulled me into the little room, I was just like, I have pulled people into the little Mm -hmm. side room. What is, what is she about to tell me? I'm thinking she's getting ready to come in and change my whole world, you Mm know? Um, But again, facing that fear and getting that information arms me with you know, it gives me a plan as to how to attack whatever it is that the doctor's telling me. Now, luckily, she just pulled me into the room because they needed to use another room, and she wanted to tell me everything was fine. <laughs> but, you know, when she walked in, I was kind of looking at her, and she was like, don't don't look at me like that. You're all right. So you, you, know, you because, felt what some, I knew. So right? you, you felt in that, but, that moment some of what your patients may possibly feel, right? It, exactly. You could relate with them. <laughs> exactly. Because, like I said, I pull people into, you know, side rooms, Quite often, and whenever I pull them, it's never good news. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When I have to pull you either out of a patient's room to discuss something with you privately, or if I pull you into a side room before I allow you to see the patient, I usually do not have good news to share. Mm. So, you know, so I understand that fear, um, you know, from from both sides. Um, But we cannot allow fear to take us away from here. Right. 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 Um, You know, because I tell people all the time, I was like, you know, you're not getting care. You're just trying to, you know, especially if you know that you have something wrong or you know that you have a family history of something and you're not getting those things checked. Um, You know, I had one man tell me he was just being he has he knew he has high blood pressure. He does not take his medicine. He's like, I'm just being stubborn. And I told him, I was like, you know, you're going to let this stubborn habit habit make an appointment with Jesus for you. (laughs) You need to get that together. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But like I said, I think some people are, are I, and I get, I do get where Edmund's coming from, but I just try to push back as much as I, like I had a conversation today with somebody we both know, and uh, I asked him about how they taken the, the vaccination, how they feel about it. And the mm-hmm. response was, uh, I have not, I'm just not certain if I want to take it or not. And I said, so right. why? What's What's your reasoning? And it's like, well, I'm not certain if I'm just <clears throat> not sure about what's in it or is it too soon? So I, I, I get the too soon part except for, um, and the, so, he, so he said he, he's not sure if, if they created it too soon, but also said what would be the difference if I don't take the vaccine and I catch it? 
versus if I do take it and I still could catch it. My my only response I come up with is because you don't know what your body will react to if you do catch it, you may not be as lucky as the people you know that did catch it. I just happen to be lucky enough that time to survive it. Maybe if I caught it and uh, my body had not had happened to not be strong enough, I wasn't able to get through it, then I just would have been not here. But since I have the option now to take the test, it's like, okay, let me go, let me take the vaccine. Let me just go on and get it over with because I don't want to take the chance on if something happens, the next strain that comes in, I don't know anything about it. You may not. I may right. not. And I'd rather have something to know I at least got something to fight with, supposedly, if it's a stick, away. a rock, or something, something to fight some with. Third, some, <laughs> some third gear to shift or something, you know. I'd a hate screwdriver, to a, a hammer. Yeah, that's, and so he, something to hit somebody he back with. It. He said, you know what, I had yeah. not thought about it like this. So it just sometimes... It's all communication, you know, yes. just get did some effort, you know. So yes. he, he communicates like I, I hadn't thought about it like that because if I don't have something to fight with, he's like, man, you got a point. And I, then, you I, don't, then you don't have a fighting chance. And then you have a fight chance. He's like, I had not thought yep. about it like that. I was like, yeah. So I'm not, I said, I wasn't t- I'm not telling you to take the vi- vaccine. It's up to It's your choice. You're a mm-hmm. grown man. Mm-hmm. Right. But in the event that you may not be as strong as the people that you know, had it because he know two of us that you like you know mm-hmm. uh, myself and another friend of ours had had coronavirus and the other person was worse than me and had their body not been strong enough we not may not they may not be here and they're they are pretty healthy as well and pretty healthy yeah, as well yeah. and so now he's like uh and even the other person is like oh as soon as i get a chance to take my shot i'm taking mine yeah and that's so I, that's right. that was my well, reason for taking go ahead well and and that's another thing too is that you know by the time you know like i said with african-americans we have more severe disease by the time we present to access health care is that you know these things don't always happen you know most of the time these things evolve over time right so you don't just wake up one day and just have a heart attack and you were perfectly normal including your lab work and all of that the day before Okay. This is usually something, you know, it's kind of like that iceberg. Like you see the tip of the iceberg, but you don't see what's beneath the surface of the water. Mm-hmm. So it may look like a little teeny thing on the on the surface, but then there's this huge mountain underneath the surface that's going on that you are just not aware of. So every every time that we delay getting care for whatever reason, legitimate or otherwise, um, we are really taking a chance with that iceberg, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, you just hate to see, because I hate to see when people come with a lot of different things, you know, in the emergency room, we've diagnosed cancers, we've, um, you know, diagnosed strokes and heart attacks, of course, and so those are kind of the, I, I won't say, for lack of a better, better way of putting it, those are kind of the low-hanging fruit, right, mm-hmm. because we know as providers that if you had seen someone six months, a year before today, there may have been a real significant chance of preventing you from having this event. Hmm. And that is the thing that is the most hurtful when we see things that we know that we can do all that we can to prevent, but that person hasn't accessed those things. And, you know, and like I said, there are a lot of reasons and a lot of legitimate reasons, um, you know, for that. You know, a lot of people work and they can't access health care because they're working all the time, you know, or they have kids. And so when they're not at work, they have to be at home with their kids. So when am I going to go to the doctor? Now, I will say that the, the pandemic has helped us to expand access 
and that, you know, a lot of practices went to telehealth. So that way you can access care without having to worry about all of the other logistics of how I will get there and, you know, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So that has been a tremendous blessing um, in, in, in accessing health care. But there are still real challenges. You know, like we talked about a couple of, of weeks ago when we were talking about how systemic racism affects how people access health care. So if you don't have, like even with the telemedicine, if you don't have access to a good broadband um access right right um, or if you live somewhere that doesn't have access to public transportation and you don't have a car if you work but you have to work so much that you don't have spare time during normal business hours to access care or you work but you don't get offered health care at your job you know so those just right off the top those are four real reasons why people don't access care. So it isn't always, and then, of course, there's the fear factor. So it isn't always that people don't want to know. I think everyone, because most people that you meet want to stay alive. Yeah, definitely. Right? They do. But those, but those other factors come into play so much that it really, really does keep us from accessing the care that we need in a timely manner. Well, well Doc, let me ask you, when, when you've been at, let's say you're at the salon or somewhere and you have a, a young lady, you just sitting there, you know, in the salon, you know, and you hear people say, I don't want to take this vaccine because I just don't trust it. I don't know nothing about it. Do you interject or you just kind of sit there like, you know, you're not talking to me. Let me just see where it's going. How, how do you handle it? I usually sit my water and mind my business, being honest. <laughs> okay. Um, Because... You know, sometimes depending upon, like, if I'm in an environment where people know that I'm a doctor mm -hmm. and, you know, they say, well, you know, doc is sitting over there, you know, and they ask me what I think, mm -hmm. that's fine. Um, but I don't like to get into those types of verbal skirmishes with people because people want to believe what they want to believe. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. And yep. I am I'm trying to get my hair done. I'm not trying to have <laughs> consultation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. You know, and there's that. And then also, too, you know, as a medical professional, I am always cautious about giving advice in a public forum like mm -hmm. that because I do have liability still. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, so now if I was just whatever, you know, whatever random person who gets on YouTube talking about vaccines are bad, they can do whatever and have absolutely zero liability for the damage that their misinformation causes. Mm. I don't I don't enjoy that protection. Right. So I am always cautious about where, you know, where I am giving this advice, um, how I am giving this advice, um, you know, and I, I, I very rarely interject in those types of, of public forums. OK, OK. Understood. Well, Doc, I know this is not what you called in for today. We kind of caught you off guard with. Uh, oh, no, that's why I say I, I like to just kind of come in and, 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 and mix it up with y'all. It, it's great. Now, just quickly, what, uh, just give you some more. I want to know, tell us what your show was about today. Okay. So today on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, we talked about how to advocate for your child in the healthcare system. Okay. Um, and so I had a pediatrician um, who is a friend of mine on the show, and, you know, she was giving, giving tips about how you can advocate for your child at the doctor's office, 
uh, information that you need to know, um, things that you can do before you pull that trigger and go to the emergency room, um, and also talking about how you can access health care for your child, because I mentioned to her that I was under the impression that if you were a child in these United States, that you could get health care coverage. And I, I, I learned that that is not necessarily the case in all 50 states. Really? Um, you know, yeah. There, there are some states where a child automatically qualifies for Medicaid irrespective of the parent's income. And then there are other states where, of course, accessing Medicaid is an income-based, you know, there's an income-based requirement Okay. there. Um, but again, you know, a lot of people talk themselves out of benefits because they automatically think they don't qualify. Right. But they haven't, they haven't checked to see um, if they qualify. You know, there are lots of, and this goes back to, to your original point, um, you know, there are a lot of clinics here in the Atlanta area and in most areas, most metropolitan areas, that are what we call sliding scale clinics. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have insurance, you can still access care, and they base your payment based upon what you earn. So your health care costs aren't as exorbitant for your your basic stuff. Now, of course, if you have to go to the hospital, you have to have, you know, high-powered testing done, that's a different scenario, but at least you can access primary care um, for that. And you can do that for your child as well. Okay. So, yeah, we had, had a really, really great show. So, you know, to catch all of it, you know, hop on over to our Facebook page, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. All of our shows are there. So any of the shows that you may have missed and want to catch up on, they're, they're there for you. Well, Doc, thank you so very much. I'm glad that you came uh, in and, and uh had some fun with us, but we <laughs> we be doing this sometime. We 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 be going at it like, well, wait a minute, and you know yeah. that's the that's the fun Y'all part. Y'all going on? Well, that's the fun part of, about our show because we most. It's not that we totally disagree, but Edmund likes to, to make me look at more than one side of the story. Once I, if I get my mind focused, I'm like, okay, this is what we need to do. Then he'll kind of bring it back to. And it creates an open dialect, which people need to hear. Just just period. That's what you want. And it makes it right. more comfortable for, you know, people just to speak out more about it. Because like I was telling Dr. Alexander, you know, in certain worlds right now, health is not the fashion thing. You feel what I'm saying? As right. far as like, you know, right. in many places there are. But if it's not something that people are doing consistently or you can see them doing it, then it's not necessarily what's going on right now. And we the, need to make that thing. something yeah. to be the end thing and speak yeah. on it more, well, show it more, you know, talk about it more. And that's really, really true because we are creatures of our circles. Mm-hmm. So if you have a circle where nobody goes to the doctor, guess what? You probably are not going to go to the doctor either. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. And so we definitely need to promote health and health. wellness yes. within our circles. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. Wow. Well, all right, Doc. Thank you so very all much. Right. Really appreciate You're you calling welcome. in. Look forward to hearing from you next Thursday. Same time, same bad Indeed. channel. All right. Thanks, Doc. Indeed. All right. Be right. blessed. You, you too. too. That was a good one. Yes, it was. Yeah, man, you you uh, you just make me work, don't you? No, I mean, listen. This is listen. This is old fashioned health. Where what? Um, good health inside and out. Oh, okay. So health don't mean fashion over here anymore. Well, I'll say, where, so where health meets faction. Yeah, yeah I had the shirt on today and I went out to eat and somebody read it and it was like, wow, where health meets fashion. Like, so what is the like topics of conversation? Because I've never associated health with fashion before. 
And I'm wow. like, it, it health comes in whatever shape, form, or fashion that you bring it in. So it's either it's how you live, how you eat, how you exercise, what you wear, all of those things. So it even brought a new perspective because I had never been questioned that to that level. Well, when we before. first started talking about it, you, that you came up with there was fashion meets health, and you had to keep saying it so I could cap gaps. As well as myself. I mean, my saying it has made me grow even more comfortable with it. You right. know, anything that fashion is involved in, I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, merging those two, you know, crossing that bridge and, and, and blending the two. And it's something that I've had to um, grow into myself and, and, and learn more about and try to incorporate that more in my world and in my health and what I do. You know, I was doing, you know, what I thought was pretty good in a lot of ways. And, you know, either it confirmed it or said, well, maybe you need to, you know, switch this or switch that. But it's, it's, all, it's all good. So tell them about your, your juicing. You know, oh we, my we have, my we new have, we have juices. Listen, have juices hold up, because I'm you get me excited. <laughs> now. All right, so I was gifted a juicer right. by one of my best friends' wife. She passed it on to me, and mm-hmm. uh, I had gone over to their home, their <laughs> new home, and uh, she was just juicing. And I told you, I said, you know, I, I bought like all this like fruits and vegetables and ginger and lemon and mm-hmm. kale and spinach and mm-hmm. and I just say apples and everything. Just you juice. She was right. trying to show me, but I was like, no, you juice. So I was gifted a juice uh, juicer. And uh, I had not been able to use it recently because I had packed it away and uh, I got to it yesterday. Man, I was going ham in that kitchen. So what else you make? Okay, so I, I, I actually normally I do this. Well, not I do. I purchased this drink called uh, Green Love. And Green right. Love uh, yeah. is um, kale, is lemon, is ginger. And it's apples and apples. Yeah. So I was like, I I love these. Yeah. And I threw celery in it. They don't put celery in it. That was part of my ingredient mix up. So uh, I was doing that, you know, for a while. And I kept saying I was going to do it. I was going to do my own, buy my own stuff and make it or whatever. So finally, I I ran into my juicer and uh, (laughs) I, I just like literally was at home yesterday just juicing each one and I remembered how she did it because, see, in my thought process, I would have, like, just juiced everything. Like, okay, put the lemons in first, juice it, leave it in there, and then put the ginger in there and juice it. No, she showed me what she was doing and enlightened me, Ms. Bernice. And uh, she she told me how you each time, and I don't know how you handle your juice machine. Right. No, I ain't trying to be, listen. <laughs> no, 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 no. But each time, each fruit or vegetable uh-huh. that she would juice, she would clean it out and rinse it out. Because yep. when she was doing it, I didn't say anything, but I'm listening and I'm watching like, this is going to take forever. But once <laughs> you get my it, head, it feels good. It does. Yeah. So, you know, and she told me, she said, Dre, she said, I'm going to show you because she, she, you yeah. know how I am with you sometimes when I'm yes. being a little bit, um, just and a little she, bit sarcastic. Oh, yeah. And she yeah. was like, Dre, she was like, okay, so what we do is we wash it out like this. She said, because you don't necessarily want the flavors to mix unless you do. So right. I was like, okay, cool. As long as I have a reason for what I'm doing, I'm good. But just don't be telling me to just do that. So she she knows how I am about that. So well, she, we're gonna go to the station identify a break. We gotta do that right quick. We're and then I gotta go to the restaurant. Okay, we're well, gonna drink a lot of water today. Go go. He gonna do water's the good for you. I know. You can take us to our break, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in, Old Fashioned Health, and uh, we'll be right back. You're tuned into WWE AM eleven hundred. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Call me and let's talk about your health. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. You can also call in at 404-603-8770 with your medical questions. Just for Pets Wellness Center reminds old-fashioned health listeners and pet owners to never leave pets unattended inside a parked vehicle, not even for a quick errand. Temperatures can rise to dangerous levels fast. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. So I 
what if I said that you wasn't fit to be with? And what if I told you this game you play? I picked it. And what if I said it wasn't true? So do you? You and I know without me, there's no you. What about bills that will pass through for you? All you said to me is baby, oh you. Forget about the brand new life that I gave you. But what about us to me? And what about us to me? What about the things that you said? I still believe in chivalry, it's that basic 
I open up the door of my heart, let you in while my man Montel sing his part like All right, y'all, we're back. We're back. This is Alvin and Edmund here on the Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out where health meets fashion. Yes, where health meets fashion. <laughs> Everybody. So, listen, I just want to turn the spotlight on this gentleman right here because he always talking about what I'm doing and this, that, and third or whatever in a good way because, I mean, he does plug, you know, what, what's going on. Uh you know, in my world and stuff like that, and I really appreciate it. But I just want to say this man right here works so hard for his <laughs> team, his people, um, everyone who produces a show over at the studio, as well as the kids. Like, he gets so excited talking to me about the different projects that he's working on, you know, with and or for the kids, you know, whether it's something he's currently working on and producing or either a future project, you know, and the excitement of that, you know, um, and how that goes. So the virtual field trip, the uh, kids cooking show, mm -hmm. kids a chef. I've been able to witness um, only one of them in person where I went to the studio and the two young men were actually cooking in front of the cameras and mm -hmm. preparing um, pizza or whatever. And um, I mean, that was that was so dope to, to one, see it, see you in, in your world of what you do in creating and also to see and, and get the energy from them being in front of the camera and talking to them yeah. and conversing with them and asking them, well, what is it? That you want to do, you know, later on in life, and 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 seeing how they engage with the uh, staff. Uh, one of them had an assistant. Let him tell it. He kept talking about he had an assistant. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it was just good to see that young, youthful energy, and them, you know, projecting that in front of the cameras and showing so much personality. Because I I see such a um, a, a good future for them. You know, I know they right? use that energy and and take it to places with that will get them in other places, they can go mm -hmm. very far with that. And seeing that, fueling that, and you nurturing that is awesome, man. So big ups to you on that um, with working with the kids and getting them right. I and I know you have a lot of other pre projects going on as well, but uh, those are the ones that you know I know about that I can speak on with that. So. Well, you're right. I I, uh, um, I do enjoy working with the kids. Yesterday we made, uh, <laughs> so yesterday I taught them how to make vegan brownies. Wow. And these kids are so astute. They just know everything. So when they got their packages, it didn't have any eggs in it. It didn't have any milk in it. So they want to know what, where, like, where was that? How are we going to make these brownies? <laughs> and what, what did you say? I'm on t if you just wait a minute, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. So I had this one like, well, I got to see this. So they was <laughs> So they challenge it. you like that? Oh, always. I mean, wow. always. Yeah, every time. we There's always at least one. Okay. So we was making the brownies, and I told them how to make vegan brownies without putting milk, butter, or eggs in it. So we put in ingredients in which consist of oil. Um, so you start out with water and sugar, a cup of water and sugar. And you mix it and mix it and mix it. After you do that, then you put the flour in and you stir, stir, stir. And then after that, um, the flour and then you put the, um, the coconut, the Hershey coconut in there and stir it. And then it becomes that thick chocolate and, okay. it, and, it, and it tastes so good. So right? what was the consistency once it was prepared? It looks, so once you finish with it, you mean once it was cooked, yeah. baked it up? Yeah. It was beautiful. So it, it, it wasn't gooey? It wasn't, uh -uh. No, okay. no, no, so it no. wasn't like an easy bake mm -hmm. oven type mm -hmm. effect? Okay, mm -hmm. gotcha. So when they, by the time they mix it all and I said, taste the bowl, you should have seen, I was like, don't eat all your <laughs> dough up, y'all. Go ahead and put it in the oven, put it in the oven, <laughs> let it cook for three, you know, 360 for 25 minutes. Yeah. So I put walnuts in mine, but I wouldn't let them put nuts in theirs. Or we didn't include nuts uh, in the packet because we didn't know who had uh, allergies. Allergies. So gotcha. we just left it out. So of course, okay. when I'm the rest, well, I didn't get no pecans from mine. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to get no pecans. So by the time the uh, 
Uh, and then we, I, I gave them chocolate morsels as opposed to pecans. And so they sprinkled the chocolate morsels nice. over the over the, the, the dough. Yeah. And they had it in the pan. They put it in there, and it started smelling. They could smell it. And I kept hearing, so, oh, I smell mine. I smell mine. So then they, each one of them had to take it out the oven. Let me see. Wow. And it was it was so good. And this one kid, he cut. I told him, okay, let it cool for a minute, and then we're going to cut it. So they cut them, you know, like little squares, you know, showed them how to do that. And they cut them and everything. And then and they was like, oh, my God, these taste so good. Mr. Allen, want no milk or eggs? Nope. And tastes good, right? Yep. That's how you make vegan brownies. Wow. And they loved them. It was really, dope, really good. Dope, dope, it was dope. really good. So, so where, where can, like, some of our listeners see this information? So they can go to um, Kids R, the letter R, kidsrchefs.com. Okay. And I will be cooking at Georgia Tech for this next teaching cook Kids Are Chefs. For six weeks at Georgia Tech starting June, some second week in June, but I'll keep you all posted about that. But that's going to be an actual film production because we're filming these shows, okay. and it's six shows, and it's a lot. And each kid, I got first through ninth grade. Mm. And so we, so every, all of the, they are excited and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, so that's my kids are chefs. And, um, cool. So, and then I was so excited, I was rushing to get back to the studio, blew my tire out, hit the curb, trying to get in the parking lot. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a bummer when that happens. It was, but I said, you know what? I, I looked at the tires like you'll be right. This car ain't going nowhere. It'll be right in this parking lot when I come back. I went on in the office, in the studio. Like everybody was waiting on me. Got the roller, and the kids. Yeah, it was a good time. Had a okay. good time. Totally yeah. switched your energy back. Sure did. I was like, well, this is what we're going to do today. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Uh, you just passed Greg some songs, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I just gave him two songs uh, that I that I requested. Just a little bit of energy and frequency. And I know I said it last time we were on the air, but again, if you have not watched Without Remorse, mm-hmm. check it out. I will. Yeah. I will. I will. Um, all right, so let's hear your songs. We'll be right back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. On The Real 1100.
Who was that? Because <laughs> you couldn't feel that. I, that was. Hey, listen, hold on. Wait, 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 let, me, to, uh, let me back up. Let me let me back. Uh, me what's the right fever, listeners? I thought that was American uh, Bandstand. Oh, get. <laughs> we got some Soul Train because I just can't stand American Bandstand. I love Soul was, Train, but every, listen, see, I I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a, I grew up in TV. You know, it came up. So the '80s pop. This is uh. Pat Benatar. Uh, Love is a battlefield, and I, I sung this in my head. We couldn't have music on the show, so I sung this in my head when I was creating the winning look for uh, All Stars when we were on there. We did the rock and roll Ooh. look. Where Pat just put me almost. I mean, I was just by. I saw you couldn't feel her vibe. I saw so that you're not, you're not an MTV. You, you, you're not a uh, MTV like you wouldn't. You, and I get it, you know. With Segre, <laughs> I know you were talking about American Bandstand, but there was a song Evan picked last week uh-huh. by GQ. Uh-huh. The video I found was them performing on American Bandstand, and they're hmm. black. Hmm. But they didn't sound like that, and, though. And Elton John was also on Soul Train. Yeah, but them snap drums they were playing were just wearing me out. And you they, got you got to see your, you you automatically put a block up as soon as you heard it. No, I didn't. I tried to. You I, didn't even. I, you didn't even. I saw the hair toss and everything. I know she was. 
<laughs> the concept of what was going on. I saw, yes, I did. I See, saw music is a universal language. You just got to be willing to understand it. Sometimes when I'm at home, you know what? I put on my, my TV on an international channel. I don't even know what they're saying, but I can feel the vibe and, and look at their body language and, and what's going on and see the, the elements that the visuals are giving. Mm. Edmund, I, I have to ask, because you seem like this kind of person. Do you, you watch telenovelas? Yeah, yes. I got that. I got that satellite. <laughs> hey, I'll put it on anything. Actually, there's um the satellite I gave you. Did you connect it? I have. You know I've been, see, is, been working. Is, I ain't had time. You just heard me saying. How many times have one? you been to the studio? Every day. And the antenna is it's where? Also, oh, you wanted it for the studio. I gave it to you for the studio. I said this oh. is an international antenna. You connect it, and all you got to do is is change the. Well, you got to tell our manager to do that because I. I tell and it him. has like all the the channel like. The, you know, I did tell him about that. He said bring it upstairs, and I still haven't bring it up. Brought it upstairs. I take it up there tomorrow. I we be trying to uh we just be busy. In that. When the last time you been by the studio? I'm just asking. Every time I try to get by there, y'all let y'all somewhere else. Oh my God, that is not true. Uh, y'all, y'all you always going out, you going by there today? You guys, you guys are, you guys are always somewhere else. Let's see what the music <laughs> do to you. See what I'm talking about. What happened when you listen to that kind of music? Could you get us something a little, with a little bit more flavor to bring it back to uh, our uh, lineups up? Because we about to, we about, we only got about three, four more minutes. We right? got three, four. So what vibe you want to go? Because see, don't bring us all the way down to the ground. It's, I want some Mac Fadden and Whitehead. That's okay, what I want. I, there you go. They'll take us on. Go ahead. I'll take it all the way back. Give me one of those those live shows where it's real static and you can't really see. Trapped by this thing called Love. And the outfits were polyester and they were just sweating, just sweating something up. The the twins was just crying. Oh, let me tell y'all. I got to I got to I know. I got to tell (laughs) y'all. Don't laugh at that. What? Hey, y'all, this this heat is about to get get serious with the temperature out here. I got to tell you, I know this this is Parental Guys TV. That means radio. It it, it is not that bad. So, you know, the kids made brownies yesterday. (laughs) So, we we happened to have this young lady in the studio that was doing a podcast as well. So, I said, well, we didn't do, uh, the kids have allergies. So, (laughs) we didn't do nuts for the for they brownie. She said, she said, I want your nuts with the brownie. <laughs> <laughs> so it got real quiet. Then nobody said nothing for everybody was, Everybody had their breath. Nobody <laughs> said nothing for a minute. And then she looked at me and just put her last. She said, she I really don't know how to clean that up. I said, it's okay because I don't know where you're mad, but it was so embarrassing. Can y'all tell I'm tired? I am tired. Yeah, you're very tired. You're going to have to go get some rest. you about like me when I get oh my God. sleepy. And she said, I want. I want your nuts with the brown. She was just I thinking said, out loud. She, she, I was said, just, well, she was just talking I said, out well, loud. I said, well, ma'am. <laughs> She said what was on her mind, and, and <laughs> she, said, she said, "I am so sorry." I said, "It's okay. I don't get that request often, but okay." <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We see y'all. I'm so tired. We see y'all tomorrow. This show has been brought to you by these Alvin and Edmund <laughs> on the real 1100. <laughs>
There's been so many things that's held us down But now it looks like things are finally coming around I know we've got a long, long way to go And where we'll end up, I don't know But we don't let nothing hold us back We're putting our show together We're polishing up our act And if you felt I've been held down before I know you refuse to be held down Thank you for listening to this special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. We hope the information provided will help in every way possible. For more information, please visit oldfashionedhealth.com. Tune in at this time next week and stay safe.